0: High schools, if it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
1: Happy Monday, everybody. Second hour of the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Grateful to have you joining us however and wherever you are. Hope you're having a very pleasant and safe Day again. Please practice social distancing. Stay away from those that you don't need to be around. That's not necessary. So we can all move on and get through this coronavirus situation and get back to a normal life. I'm looking forward to that.
2: Huh. Amen to that. No kidding. <laughs> hey,
1: why don't you things. give us some updates? Yeah. go Yeah. Ahead. I just
2: want to give some updates because uh, some things have been happening this afternoon. Just kind of update you where things are right now. Uh, first of all, on CashValleyDaily.com, story there that uh, f- uh, fourth. Case has been confirmed in the Bear River Health District area that includes Rich County, Cache County, Box Elder County. Uh, there's one case in Box Elder. There are now three cases in Cache, um, and so there. And then the the total number of of confirmed cases in the state of Utah has really spiked the last two days. We're over 250 now, um, and it's also jumping in Idaho. So. You've Got to be careful. You really need to practice social distancing. Uh, there's stories about groups of of high school students gathering together at uh, some of the schools in the valley. There's a big group that apparently got together around Skyview, and uh, then cops showed up. Um, and I, I get it. You're you're not in school. You miss your friends. Uh, you you don't get to hang out like you used to. But it's this is really serious stuff, uh, this importance for social distancing. I just came across this earlier today, and I just tweeted it out. Uh, There's a site called covidactnow.org, and it's put together by a lot of different uh, health professionals and statistical experts, and basically illustrates what will happen based on current steps that you take now and what the results of that will be down the line. And if you do social distancing like all the health professionals are asking us to, it won't be as bad. But if we don't, it can get really, really kind of scary. So uh, not to be a fear monger, not to be those one of those guys in the media that just tries to hype fear or anything like that. I'm uh, just trying to be, because you know, a couple of weeks ago I was mocking some of this stuff. But uh, after seeing the, the professionals and uh, all the, the medical people that are following this every day, this is real stuff. We need to take it seriously. So please do. Um, and uh, we've got some of the resources and uh, information available on Cash Valley Daily and some of our social media feeds. So please take it seriously. And it sounds like it's still going to be a few weeks before school comes back. That was the other news today. Uh, Governor Herbert, along with the state superintendent, announced that school will be continue to be dismissed and do be only online through at least May first. So at first, it was just through the end of this month and there was spring break that was going to be mixed in there that might be kind of a buffer, but uh, it's now been pushed back. So school out until May 1st.
1: Wow, that's crazy. That's a lot of info, but gather it in and take uh, take heed to it all of it, please, Please, please be safe out there. All right, joining us here now on the Full Court Press, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. Uh, Eric Franson there. I'm Ajay Salveson. And on the phone line, live, and he is the co-defensive coordinator of Utah State Football, Newly minted, by the way, and my newest follower on Twitter.
2: It's Coach Rick Marley. Coach, my man, how are we?
0: Good. How are you guys doing? Coach, you just made AJ's year. <laughs> it, it, hey, do, you know, do you know what's funny? So Doug sent me the names, man, and, and I apologize if we have met in person, but I was just like, man, I, I just got to put a face to a name, so I looked you guys up on Twitter and followed you both. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to go about
1: it, Coach. Yes. Yeah, man. Hey, what's, uh, what's it been like for you with this whole COVID-19? As a football coach? Uh,
0: it, it, it's been a little crazy, man. It's just there's, there's a lot of tr- – we're trying to balance, uh, you know, once they shut all the facilities down, just making sure our, our kids were home safely, um, but but also not losing sight of, uh, of, of of what's ahead of us still coming this fall. And so uh, trying to be sensitive to everybody and their families and making sure everybody's safe, number one. But do they still have a place to, to still get into physical shape uh, to train, we understand there's probably going to be a drop-off there a little bit uh, because most most of the places where they're at, especially in California, everything's on lockdown. So a lot of these kids got to train and, and do body weight, and so we sent out different workouts uh, trying to suit the needs of, of what they have available, a full weight room, just a, a few dumbbells and, and barbells, or is it just their bodies? And so uh, it, it's been trying to balance everything, making sure everyone was safe. Uh, first and foremost, and then trying to make sure academically everyone has what they needed. Um, they still have access to tutors and mentors, and so just trying to balance everything has been the biggest uh, obstacle right now.
2: This happened midstream. When you guys were already on campus, spring practices were just starting. You were a couple of practices in, and then all the announcements started to, to happen, and schools started to be shut down, and practices canceled, events canceled. Um Well, I guess the biggest question, well, there's many, but one of the first ones is where did you see, how did you see where the progress was with the Aggie football team before everything had to be broken up?
0: Dude, you know what? Because we have a a fairly, uh, not only young team, but there's some new faces in the program. I, I felt like we were moving in the right direction. Uh, fundamentally. I think that was the biggest concern with us moving forward is just making sure everything was fundamentally sound with their technique, their understanding of the game. Uh, Obviously uh, introducing a new offense and reintroducing uh, our 3-4 defense we had uh, two years ago. um, We felt like we were moving in the right direction slowly but surely. uh, Excited to put on the the shoulder pads with the helmets and and that's where we got cut off short. So
1: Coach, with uh, the loss of some pretty good leadership in regards of defensive side of the ball, T. Penalier, DJ Williams, David Woodward, the list goes on. What do you look for as someone to be the vocal spokesman or at least be the leader on this defensive side when you guys need that guy to look to?
0: I I think the biggest thing uh, just just within uh, the players and with each other is just consistency and what we're asking them to do. I think that's where it all starts. So just the foundation of us asking them to do the little things and those guys buying into doing that, I I think that's where we'll find our leaders emerge, Um, you know, from from losing all those leaders in the past. I think that's where we're going to find them, you know, and unfortunately, uh, spring ball got cut short. And so that's going to take a little bit more time. But I feel like we do have those players. Uh, We have a really good culture. Uh, and synergy within the players that are here in the program. And so that's going to take a little bit of time, but I think we have those players that are bought in 100% into what we're asking them to do. So I don't think it's going to take as long as as, as it normally would with all these new faces.
2: You know, we're talking to Coach Frank Miley. He's a co-defensive coordinator for Utah State. You've been at Utah State now for several years. You've been here for a while, and this is um, the the – there's changed every year. You have players who leave, players who come, coaching staffs that, that change. You were on the defensive side. You were moved to the offense. Now you're back on the defense. What, what's the transition specifically like been for you, uh, and how has that been, the, the, I guess, the evolution of Frank Miley as a coach over these last few years, how it's, you've been able <laughs> to coach different positions until you're back into that uh, bigger chair with the defense overall?
0: You know, you know what? It's been really good. I I think at first it it was, uh, I was a little nervous never having been on the other side of the ball, but um, it it was a challenge that actually allowed me to grow uh, mentally in the game of football, uh, just to be able to see how they, how offenses look at defenses and, and, you know, what are the struggles on that side of the ball? What do they see as threats? How do they view and tag things and so it was really good for me personally to grow uh being on the offensive side of the ball and and I think in order to be as well-rounded as possible uh it it takes a change like that to be able to coach on the other side of the ball uh and spend a lot of time there so for me man I I grew a lot last year uh on the other side of the ball and I I think I'm going to be a better coach uh this year and for the future having done that.
1: What about working with uh, Coach Stacy Collins now as a co-defensive coordinator? How do you go about sharing that role, and what's your time been so far like working with him?
0: I love Stacy. Stacy's my guy. And so he, me and him have been together since 2016, man. I trust him. Uh, he's probably the, one of the most detailed uh, guys I've ever been around. Um, and so for, for, for me, it's, it's an honor for me to, to still work with him but also learn from him. Uh, he, he's been coaching for so long uh, at so many different levels, uh, I, I, learned, I feel like I learn something new every single day I'm with him, um, just as far as the knowledge that he spent in different places, uh, including a, a, a overseas uh, co- coaching in Europe. He spent some time over there, so just to be able to pick his brand every single day has been a blessing.
2: I know these are unusual times, and we don't quite have anything to compare it to, but how does this affect your calendar and the calendar for Utah State football preparing for the 2020 fall season?
0: Do you know what? I don't even know how to answer that. Uh, I I just think there's so many uncertainties right now, and the biggest thing we've been preaching to our players and and our staff is, you know, we got to control what we can control, and right now that's that's what everybody's doing at home in preparation for the season, um, even though we don't know when that's going to begin. And so whether that's in the summer or, or early fall, Uh, we got to control what we can control, and that's what everybody's doing at their house right now. So we as coaches are are trying to prepare game plans. Uh, We have opportunities to to be able to meet with our players online um, through different sources, being able to send out our film and messages that we need them to study and look at uh, and and still be able to have those conversations with them uh, face-to-face online. Uh, just to be able to hold everybody accountable. So I, I, I don't think, you know, as unfortunate as the circumstances may be, I, I think our game plan is still the same, and we're going to try to reach out to our kids just as if they were still here with meetings and information and, and trying to get that out to
1: them. How itching are you uh, to get back to uh, Washington State Thursday night in in August, I believe. It's one of those kickoff games, if I'm not mistaken. That's, that's got to be pretty fun for you guys.
0: No, we're excited. We're excited. They're a talented team. They got a lot of talent coming back. Uh, it's a new staff over there, but uh, we're excited for the challenge. Um, we we, we got to get ready for that for that game mentally and physically because uh, they're a very uh, very talented group. So we're excited to to see those guys first game.
2: And you know some of those guys, Nick Rolovich and uh, some of his staff coming you know, from Hawaii. Know, you so you know what? those guys.
0: I do, I do. I do. Uh, you know, Mark Weber was he, I coached with him here. He was the online coach here a couple of years back uh with coach wells's staff and so he's still the old line coach for for rolovich and um i have i have a lot of close friends on that staff so it'll it'll be good to see them but uh once we cross those white lines it's it's go time so the friendship deal is gonna have to wait till we till the game's over in the fourth quarter
1: what's it been like to spend time with coach anderson
0: it's been awesome it's been awesome man it's uh He's one of my my mentors, man. He's been there at the beginning for me, uh, giving me my first shot here at Utah State. So, love the guy, man. Uh, again, from him, I learn something new every single day just listening to him coach uh, our kids up, man. And so, it's been awesome having him back.
1: Do you see any differences from the first time he was here to the second time he was here as a coach now in his
0: second term? <laughs> Do you know what? This just could be me, you know? And I just... I feel like he's learned a lot as far as like what what's important and what's not uh, at the end of the day. And I think his focus is it's always been on the kids. That hasn't changed. They're number one in the program. But, but I think there's a lot of stuff that coaches feel like that are important that, that are really not. And for him, it's straight to the point as far as is this important? If it is, let's emphasize it. If it's not, let's not worry about it. Let's control the things we can control. And he's done a great job with all those things.
2: Uh, Again, we're talking to Frank Miley. He's a co-defensive coordinator for Utah State University. And, Coach, through this time, do you find yourself studying a lot more game film, just for the lack of anything else to do?
0: Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, which is, in a way, it's somewhat of an advantage to try to get ahead with some of these – you know, some of these offenses that are a little bit different than your norm that you'll see. Obviously, Washington State brings the, the run and shoot over there. Uh, Air Force is always a problem with the triple option. So uh, it gives us a little bit more time to study these guys and, and try to figure them out and uh, prepare the best game plan for our players to put them in the best situation. So it's been good.
2: Uh, and Coach, the other question I had for you is this. These are really weird times, but have you, Anything in your life be anything similar? I mean, nine eleven happened. You were were you a player at Utah State at that time?
0: Did you know what uh, I was on my mission uh, in the Dominican Republic? So okay, um, it was it was a different feel for me not being in the country. But this is new. This is a whole new uh, situation for me. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this.
1: How are the kids handling it?
0: you know what they've been pretty good man they're, they're, they're pretty relentless and so for us man like i mentioned earlier we got great kids and so they they look for our leadership and and they're they're bought in 100 they're committed to to winning the mountain west championship and so for us that's all that matters for them that's where their focus is right now and we as a staff just gotta continue to put them in situations where we're gonna have success this fall so
2: hey uh is the 2019 season came to a close and some of the things that have happened after uh, the season, a lot of people are, getting, uh, are becoming aware of the great player that Jordan Love was. He's, he's getting talked about on the, all these draft boards and he's going to be a first rounder. He's climbing those ranks, but there's also some uh, opportunities for a couple other Aggies to maybe make it NFL rosters, specifically T. Penalia and David Woodward. Uh, what are your reactions to that and do you think all three of those guys will uh, will make an NFL roster?
0: Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. They're all talented players. They're all elite uh, in their different positions. And so I think they all bring something to the table, uh, including their work ethic, who they are, their consistency and what they do. And I think uh, a lot of uh, NFL coaches and, and and owners see that out of the Aggies and, and what type of players they get out of Logan. And so I think they bring a lot to the table. And, and uh, shoot, you're going to see a lot of NFL guys Fighting for these guys, uh, and it's well deserved by these players and all the hard work they put into it.
2: Well, coach, uh, this this is really a, a very strange times. <laughs> uh, we'd is. rather be talking about the the latest developments and and getting ready for the the latest scrimmage that's going to be happening that everybody can come out and watch. But uh, we it, it sounds like you, you guys are doing what you can despite. You know, everybody being in self-isolation, so it's going to be really fascinating to see when things start to come back again. Um, just if, if players really took the time to study the film and keep their no bodies doubt. in shape, or if you're going to take have to take more time getting everybody back into game shape.
0: No doubt, no doubt, and all it is is circumstances. So that's our message to our kids, man. So tough circumstances don't last, man. Tough people do. Bottom line, and so we 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 got to continue to to make sure they're. They're getting what they need where they're at um, to get them where we need to go in this, this fall. So we're excited.
1: Hey, Coach, last question. And we brought this yep. up uh, about a few days ago on our show. And I, I, just from a coaching standpoint, I'd be interested in your answer. If there's one game that, the, that they would give you to watch over and over again until this whole COVID-19 thing ended, what's the one game of any sport you can pick it, what's the one game you would like to watch?
0: Uh, i'm not sure to tell you the truth okay that's fine i'm a sports fanatic man my kids some of my kids play soccer some play basketball and so uh i've been introduced to all of them man and sports (laughs) i've never seen before i'm now now i'm a fan because i understand the rules now so it's easier to watch (laughs) so i'm a fan of sports man
1: hey fair enough hey coach thank you so much for your time
2: greatly appreciate you stay safe and we'll be talking to you soon
0: Anytime, it's my pleasure. Thanks, gentlemen.
2: All right, thanks, All right Coach. thanks, Coach. Coach Frank Miley, co-defensive coordinator for Utah State, uh, with also a specific uh, assignment on the defensive line. But uh, he's been around Utah State for a long time, and I'm glad that he was able to. They were able to retain him. There's a lot of uncertainty there for a little bit um, when there were some coaching changes that were going on. But uh, I'm glad that he stayed on with the staff, Keep some continuity going. I think he's a great coach. Uh, I think that he's very well-respected, and I like having him on the defensive side. I thought it was, in order to keep him on staff, it was kind of a, a necessity, I guess, to move him over to the offense. But I think he's better suited where he is now based on his track record. He had success coaching the defensive line and being a co-defensive coordinator uh, he's he's had success doing that for Utah State, so I'm I'm happy to see him positioned like he is on the USU staff. Yeah,
1: like you mentioned, there was some question, you know, after uh, Matt Wells left, and you know he wasn't interviewed for the head coaching gig. There was a lot of questions as to why. Uh, I'm sure there was a little bit of frustration, and then he's in the tight end's position. Now he's back to being a co-defensive coordinator, or I guess I should say back to the defensive side of the ball as a co-defensive coordinator. Uh, he's Him and Stacy Collins together is going to be absolutely wonderful. Uh, I, I, I like the, the enthusiasm, that the knowledge that they have. like my, And both of them are very, very high IQ, don't get me wrong. But Mal's understanding of the defensive side of the ball and add that with Collins' energy just... I mean, huge energy from him. It's going to make for some fun times on, on the defensive side of the ball this fall.
2: You know what else is fun? To see where he has come uh, as, a, as a coach. We've had conversations, you and I both have had multiple conversations with Coach Miley over the years. And yeah. he is becoming more and more comfortable. Uh, he's uh, more, more vocal in sharing his, his thoughts and opinions. But um, it, it's, uh, he, he, was, he was never a bad interview. No, no, no. But no. He's, he's much more open and more fluid I'll in, tell you this. in his responses. When it's we did it's the, fun to talk to him. When we did the interviews last year in the media room, do you remember this?
1: And I got Coach Miley, and he just kind of sat down, laid back in his chair, hands in the pocket, and he's like, because he's not a guy who's like, oh, it's it's me. Get, I know, get, me, get in me in front me of a mic. Get me I, in front of a camera. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I need a mic. I need to talk. I need to have the camera on me. He is absolutely Completely polar opposite of that. Think of Africa in the desert and Siberia in winter, and that's what you're getting. He is absolutely, I just don't need attention. I just want to do my job. I want to help these kids um, be better athletes and be better students and be better kids off the field. And and that's why the kids love him. That's why the kids absolutely love him. In fact, I still remember when John Trell Rockamore, Quinn Ficklin, were being interviewed during the week of the bowl game against North Texas. And you remember when we played the audio? Quinn uh, Quinn Ficklin... The most outgoing human being, who was the most sarcastic, sometimes inappropriate, sarcastic guy, <laughs> yes. was just—he was in tears. He was in tears talking about Coach Miley, because out of all the coaches who dished and went to big time Texas Tech, Coach Miley stuck around, and day after day after day, got his squad ready for a bowl game against North Texas. Did not flinch, and when they won that bowl game, John Trail Rockmore talked about how much. They dedicated, and they wanted that win for Coach Miley. That alone in itself can stand on how much Coach Miley means to this team, means to this university, and as when you talk to Coach Anderson about him, means to him as well, which I, that, that says it enough. And, I, I again, uh, great, great stuff. And, again, I appreciate Coach Miley joining us here on the Full Court Press. Uh, we'll put that audio up as soon as the, uh, the hour comes to a close, and uh, so you all can listen to it as well.
2: Yeah, really appreciate some of his comments. And there is a lot of uncertainty. We don't know when things are going to resume. When in if how many practices, extra practices they might get in the in, when they would come for their fall camp. Um, it, it's going to affect a lot of different teams somewhat equally around the country. But uh, we understand that uh, one thing that we do understand is that we don't know. How long this is going to continue? Exactly. And there are some parts of the country that it may be more severely affected than others. And so, uh, how the Mountain West tries to manage the equality of many, how many practices each school gets, and everything like that. So, really uncertain times. But interesting to hear how this coaching staff for Utah State is handling that. Um, still communicating on a regular basis. With the players on the either through phone calls or video chats, sending them film to review, giving them workout instructions to do at home on their own, and to staying on top of it, not just saying, I oh, guess we're not practicing for a while. We'll see you when we get back." They're starting to stay on top of it, so they can keep their football program moving in the right direction. Studying film, creating game plans, doing the things that you can while you uh, you can't really gather together. So. I applaud, you have to applaud the Utah State football coaching staff for how they're trying to handle the best of a bad situation. Absolutely.
1: We're going to take a break. Coming back, we'll get you, uh, we'll finally talk about USU women's basketball, which needs to be talked about. Yeah, big news there. As they hired a new basketball coach, we'll get into that and more. It's all in the Full Court Press. Eric Franson, Al J. Salveson, 106 on FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
0: The new home for the Full Court Press. Weekday afternoons from 4 to 6 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The fan.
1: It's Eric Frantz and RJ South here on the Full Court Press. Hey, the fan is inviting businesses, clubs, organizations, church groups, and event organizers to call in and tell us what you're doing in light of COVID 19, restrictions, and precautions. Call up 435 774 1674 and leave a short message for us to air. Everyone wants to know what's going on. We'll share your message and help get the word out. Together we can help one another. That phone number again is 435-774-1674. From all of us at The Fan, thank you and stay safe. Eric Franzen, and RJ Salveson here on 106.9 FM, 1390 AM The Fan. You can also stream us on 106.9thefan.com. Uh, we'll, we'll post the uh, interview with Coach Frank Male, defensive coordinator, or excuse me, co-defensive coordinator, along with Stacey Collins at Utah State University for the football team as they're on hiatus. During this COVID-19 situation, Eric, some big news for USU women's basketball. Yep. You sound thrilled.
2: (laughs) No. Yes. uh, Utah State women's basketball has been without an official head coach for a little while. Uh, Coach Finkbeiner, uh, kind of early in the season, took a medical leave, stepped back a bit, and then later revealed, look, uh, he's not coming back. They had an interim coach. Um, they did have a nice upset in the first round of the Mountain West Conference Tournament. But by all accounts, um, you know, this it was a challenging year for USU women's basketball. In uh, the year previous, it looked like this team was going to start to figure some things out. There had been a lot of players who had transferred out early. The, the, honestly, the best players were leaving on a regular basis. And then it looked like, hey, maybe they're going to stick around and things could settle out. And maybe those are individual cases. Uh, no, then they started to transfer again. And then these health issues popped up. So there's been a lot of uncertainty with Utah State basketball. Hopefully, that can be settled a little bit. Uh, the, uh, John Hartwell announced today that Kayla Ard has been named the, uh, the new women's basketball coach. And uh, there's going to have a live stream. If you want to watch the press conference tomorrow morning at 11 a.m., details on cashvalleydaily.com. But uh, basically, she's going to be the new head coach. Um, Ten years of collegiate experience coming to Utah State, and she's been most recently at Denver. But she's made a lot of different stops along the way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. In fact, she's she's had quite the experience in regards to her resume. From 2010 to uh, 2012, she spent time as the assistant coach and recruiting coordinator at uh, Pensacola State. And then uh, served in that same role at Troy from 2012 to 13, and then was an assistant coach and recruiting coordinator at Clemson, Dayton, and then the associate head coach at Denver from 17 to 20. And then just last season, she was the interim head coach for 11 games uh, in 2019 and 20. She also, by the way, had a postseason experience in the NCAA tournaments once in Dayton with Dayton in 2017. A women's nit tournament in uh, in Den- with Denver in 2019, and the uh, national is it junior collegiate tournament? Is that right? Yeah. Uh, she spent uh, she had two of those experiences with uh, Pensacola State in 2011 and in 12. So she has quite the resume, Eric.
2: She does, and uh, she's you know, by the uh, responses from some people that I've seen. Granted, these are USU people that are excited about their hire, but. She seems to be a high-energy person. Uh, She's been involved with recruiting at at every level uh, where she's been, and that seemed to be a really big priority for John Hartwell. They wanted somebody that had energy, somebody that understood the game, but somebody who was going to be a good recruiter. Uh, And these were the requirements that John Hartwell pointed out in the release earlier today. says that they're looking for the following qualities, high-energy, tireless recruiter, impeccable work ethic, Strong basketball knowledge, committed to player developments, and a great fit for Utah State and Cache Valley. So, uh, I feel like they got that in in Kayla Ard. Yeah, ninth coach in
1: 32 years for the USC women's basketball team. Kayla Ard has been named as the Utah State head women's basketball coach. Or, excuse me, as as the head women's basketball coach. I'm excited because she's got the resume. She's got the experience. She's been to the tournament before. She knows what it takes to get there. Now, Eric, I think the question is, can she keep the talent there? Right? I mean, we've, uh, you, you've mentioned it. And we've talked about it before, how many times that we've had these great players here, and then they transfer for we-don't-know-why reasons. Can, if we do get that good talent, which I am sure that Coach Art can recruit, can she keep him here for more than one or two seasons?
2: Yeah, that that is the big question. Um, was that you know what what? It's hard to say it in the right way. Yeah, no, I'm with you. But what was happening before? Um, were there other things going on, or was it related to the coaching staff that was there, some form or fashion? Um, can a, a, a fresh start? Can it get things solidified in a different way? Uh, for Utah State? Or with, is it the world of women's basketball that uh, there's more poaching going on there than we're giving credit?
1: Ooh. Mm. I like it. Spicy. We only focus
2: on the men, but it happens with the women as well.
1: And it might be happening, as you said, more often than not. Maybe. Which could be a big problem. hard
2: to know. Yeah. And With a new coaching staff, maybe with new philosophy, uh, it, granted, there's going to be some players that they don't know how they fit in with this new... St- staff or their sure. new offensive or defensive philosophy. And there may be players who leave. And you know what? When there's a coaching change, I hold no ill will and nobody should if a player decides to go somewhere else. No, not at you all. You shouldn't hold it against them. It was, this wasn't the coach that brought them there. There's uncertainty about how they might fit in. And if they feel like they need to go somewhere else, then we should all give them gratitude for their time spent and wish them the best of luck in their new place. That's a great point.
1: All right, we're going to take a break. Coming back, we've got the ball. Of sports news. Sports news that you need. Sports news that you want. <laughs> we're going to talk wow, about that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you like that? You <laughs> know what? We're just going to leave it there, actually. We're just going to leave it right
0: there. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 1069 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Tip, 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 tip,
1: Eric France and Alday Salves here on the full court press 106 on FM 1390 AM. The fan, hope you're enjoying your evening. If you're driving home from work, please be safe in doing so. Uh, Please be safe outside. Eric brought up some great points at the start of the hour. He did also last hour uh, that you have to be have to be smart. You have to know the situation and you have to take it serious. This is bigger than it's bigger than you and I, Eric.
2: Yeah, and I'll continue to repeat it. Uh, Believe me, I was a I don't know if I'd say I was a denier a couple of weeks ago, but I certainly didn't give it the proper respect that it deserved. Uh, I've come since to, or or I have since come to realize that that wasn't right. But uh, don't gather in large groups. Don't even gather in moderately small groups. Um, You you We need to be practicing social isolation. We really, really do. Um, Stories about high school kids gathering together to play games at the local high schools, over 200 kids, don't. Guys, don't do this. We got to take this serious. I get it. You miss your friends. You miss hanging out. You miss the face-to-face interaction. I get it. But we got to take it more seriously. Uh, It's going to make a big difference if we take it seriously now um, than in a couple of weeks. We're, We're kind of in this critical stage right now Right this weekend, next, just how big this is or isn't going to get in the state of Utah and in southern Idaho. So, you really, really got to stay vigilant. Social distancing is real. Wash your hands with soap. If you don't have hand sanitizer, use soap. Soap does just yeah, as good it'll a job. Yeah, just
1: as fine. All you have yeah. to do is. There's no hand sanitizer
2: at the store. It's okay. Use soap. Soap's available. And, and
1: that's the other thing. And I know we, I've talked about this is my little soapbox you got to stand on now. Quit hoarding at the store. Stop it. Buy what you need. And and leave uh you know leave something for somebody else to go buy because there's other people who have kids moms who have little ones, uh that need to take care of their families. Please stop. What do they call it? Hoarding. Hoarding grocery stores. Like you don't need to. It's unnecessary, and it's it it's too much, and it's not. It actually frustrates grocery stores, but it also frustrates people who are trying to get there to buy some of the same items to take care of their family as well. Please. Be considerate of others.
2: Yeah, but you know what? I got to say this too. Uh, props to the businesses that are doing things differently to not only keep their doors open, yeah. but to also help people that are going through this these strange times. We've got a pretty comprehensive list of that on cashvalleydaily.com. It's oh, ti- really? It's titled How Local Businesses Are Helping During Coronavirus. There's this uh, new thing that's cashvalleyrestaurantdelivery.com. New restaurants are being added every day to that. You, you can't go out, but they can come to you or they'll do takeout. So it's a great comprehensive list with all their phone numbers. Great resource. Um, like West Motor Company will come get your car and service it. Uh, Mako, send it a, a picture and they'll do an estimate or just honk and they'll come out. This, I mean, there's dozens of local businesses that are doing things different to try to help out. Because it's just affecting a lot of people in a lot of different ways. So social distancing is key, but helping to continue to shop local and support our local friends, that also will make a big difference to help us all weather this together. No, and well, you mentioned that phone number. Yeah. If, if your group is affected by this or, or you're doing something different, call that number because we're recording those and we're going to be sharing those on air on all of our different radio stations. Helps if your mic's on.
1: Yeah. Sorry. There you go. <laughs>
2: Little four, thing.
1: <laughs> 435-774-1674. Again, Four three five seven seven four one six seven four. And 1674 And just as you mentioned, you know, it's tell us what you're doing in light of COVID-19 and, and how you're handling the situation, and we will play it on air, which is actually really cool. And I, by the way, can I get back to your guys' work on Cash Valley Daily with what you're doing? Like, it has been so fun to go to new places that I've never been to that are local and try their stuff. It has been awesome. And not to mention, with that, I really, true believe people are going to Cash Valley daily because I was going to go to Cafe Sabor and I mean there was just bundles of people packed into that restaurant trying to grab. And I actually asked a couple of them I'm like, "Man, did think it'd be this packed?" And they're like, "Well, yeah, you know, we saw it on Cash Valley daily." So I was just going to hop in. I'm like, "Oh, nobody else saw it, right?" Go in there, and they said it was a big line already, and so people are already seeing it. They're already, you know, they're jumping on this local restaurant thing. They love it. Again, go to CastValleyDaily.com. It's a great job. In fact, Eric actually is is kind of the head over that uh, that baby, and it's it's been awesome, awesome to see all those rec- local restaurants boom in success, which is what we want to see. We're all about the local people here.
2: Yeah, it, it it big thing is if we can support each other like that, like you said, shopping local, supporting local, that makes a really big difference too. All right. And I like what Coach Miley said. Tough times don't last, tough people do. I
1: feel like he stole that from a movie.
2: Is that San Lai? It's not an original phrase that Coach Miley just came up with. I've heard it before, but it's worth noting and passing along, absolutely. I feel like he stole that line from San
1: Chad, at UT. U State underscore Chad had tweeted at you and I, Eric, and he said, I compiled an average of NCAA percentile ranking for football and basketball the past two years for G5 schools. Again, the past two years for G5 schools. Here's the top 10 and their average percentile rank. You ready? One, UCF 82%, two, Cincinnati 81%, three, Memphis at 79%, four, Utah State at 75%, and five, Boise State at 74%. Houston, BYU, San Diego State, Fresno State, and Temple round out round out six through ten. Now, Eric, you told me you weren't surprised by this.
2: Why? Well, I know the the UCF Knights have had a great football program. Last year wasn't as good as they've had in the past. Um, and then their their basketball team has been pretty good. Taco Fall was there.
1: Ah, oh, that's just, right. And they've had some pretty that. good
2: basketball teams. So didn't really surprise me to see them there. I knew Cincinnati and Memphis. Were one of the teams along with Utah State, who had a top twenty-five basketball and football team last year, um, the in uh, to to finish out two thousand nineteen. So I, I knew those programs all had um, some really good years in football and basketball combined. What what was the list after that was what I found interesting because I was I was unsure. I didn't know who else would be on that list. The top four or five, uh, I guess the top four didn't really surprise me. I know Boise State's had. Great success in football. They've had some decent basketball uh, success as well, but um, to see some of the teams on there was kind of interesting.
1: Yeah, I, I'm i surprised we're ahead of Boise State. Even if it is by a percent, I'm actually
2: surprised by that. I think basketball played a big part of that, yeah. especially last point. year. Memphis, though? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, see, yeah. Uh, Memphis has had a good... Good football and good basketball.
1: Average rank for UCF, 47. Cincinnati, 35. Memphis, 45, as is Utah State. Boise State's average rank is 67. BYU's on this list, as we already mentioned. They're at 71% average percentile and 55th ranked. San Diego State's at 68%, 59. And then Fresno State has 65%, ranked 83rd. And then Temple is 64%, ranked 77th.
2: So he looked at the ESPN-FPI. Would that be the Football Power Index?
1: Yeah, that would.
2: Then he looked at Sagarin and he looked at uh, SNP Plus. So I considered football uh, rankings, how what their winning percentages were, basketball, uh, and just a couple different things in looking at uh, combining them, calculating it all out, um, and uh, yeah, Utah State, thanks in due part because of a really good year in football and basketball in 2018 that really helped them out. And still had some decent basketball in 1920. Football was okay. Is this. But not great. With
1: USU basketball this year, is this the biggest what if season ever in USU men's basketball history? I'm talking about the team that got scammed in 03 that didn't make the tournament, even though they lost, even though they were ranked and lost a semifinal game to Cal State Northridge. I'm talking about the team that was this close to beating Marquette, this much closer to maybe even beating Kansas. Is this the biggest what-if men's basketball season ever that's going to bug you for the rest of your life? Ooh, good question.
2: Um, I'd probably say, well, it'd have to be yes because those other seasons, they had opportunities. They played the game, and we know the results. This year, we don't know. We don't know what they could have done because it just it didn't happen. The, uh had the Utah State team That was ranked that didn't make the NCAA tournament. How would they have done? I don't know if it would have been much different from the previous times they went because it would have been a low seeded team playing up against probably a blue chip program in NCAA basketball and would have been the other team would have been highly favored over the Aggies. But not getting in really deflated the attitude of that team, and that's why they came flat in the NIT. But had they still made the made the tournament, could they have made some noise? Maybe uh, that's probably the closest that I would come to this year. I know. what if? What if that team that was ranked top twenty five actually would have made the NCAA tournament? How much different would it have been? Ooh, I just want to know. Because we all
1: talked about how good they would I mean, they would have won the first round. I'm honestly sold, Eric, that they would have got a decency and they would have won the first round. I want to I wanna know what they would have done in round two. That's That's—that's what I mean. Could they have made a sweet 16? That's what bugs me the most. Yeah, that eats know. at me so much. <laughs> because if you get Creighton, if you get Colorado, if you get, uh, heck, I'll even take Michigan to be honest with you. I think Utah State beats one of those teams and goes to the Sweet Sixteen. That's what eats at me the most. That's what bugs me so much.
2: I I don't know it's it, it stinks. It really stinks. Doesn't it hurt? But you know what? This I felt like honestly, last year's team was probably deeper and had more more momentum. Than this year's team I think this year's team's had its moments but they've also had a lot of disappointments that they underperformed so I don't know it's fair enough As far, I, I again and they just got a they just had a bad matchup for them in the first round yeah just a team with their style just Utah State struggled with it had have been a different team with Similar athletes, maybe similar ranking. If it could have been, maybe would have been totally different. Outcome. Wait, which team are you talking about? Washington. Oh yeah, but yeah, I yeah that like, was bad. Oh. I feel like last year's team had more momentum coming into the tournament and, and positive vibes behind it. But the way this this year's team went through the Mountain West and beat San Diego State, man, what what's to stop that team from? Yeah. Going and doing some damage now. They had more experience. They weren't going to be as shell shocked the whole experience of going to the tournament. Bright lights. Lots of attention. Sorry, I, I'm laughing because
1: you want to know what's trending on Twitter right now?
2: What? A certain person's name? Yep. <laughs>
1: The just every article that puts out his name talking about postponing the Olympics, you should just read the replies. It's like it's like it's like trying to talk to a kid about something serious, but he just keeps laughing at it. It's like I mean that, and then you got like two billion kids laughing at it.
2: Okay, so I was actually reading that story. It's kind of weird. Why the Olympic Committee? Uh, the people, they were talking like, look, we won't make a decision for four weeks. We're going to talk and we're going to negotiate and we'll make an announcement in four weeks. And this guy goes out to USA Today saying, oh, it's postponed. We're postponing it a year. We'll work out the details. So the head of the IOC is like, uh, (laughs) wait a minute. Uh, they say it's the right of every IOC member to interpret the decision of the IOC executive board, which was announced yesterday. So basically the IOC hadn't made an official announcement and some board member just goes out and says, yeah, we're going to postpone it. Kind of forcing their hand to make it official, even though they haven't worked out the details. It's just odd. It needed to happen. Yeah, oh
1: though. yeah, it, what is, and you—it's not going to really change in four weeks. When before we got on the show, you said it. In fact, you probably said it actually last week. You said it's going to happen and it needs to happen. Why are we delaying it? By the way, uh, I just received a text message from a, um, from someone within high school athletics, and from what I've been told, baseball and all spring sports are done for high school. That's tough, because again, we I mean, we talked about Coach Hansen about this. They were loaded with eight seniors, all varsity experience, some for three years, and see their and see their careers as you know high school players gone, done, and it's it's over.
2: Uh, yeah, I just I feel sick. I feel sick for the baseball players, the softball, the soccer, the lacrosse. Those who were involved in debate, your debate state championship got canceled, just as this whole thing was going down. Yep. The the spring theater performances, the spring concert and uh, and orchestra and band competitions, all that. So for those seniors who've been working for those moments, uh, I feel sick for them.
1: So yeah, sounds like uh, spring sports and high school athletics has been canceled. Uh, and really, I mean, the state came out to... and said
2: classes will not resume until at least May first. You you can't do practices, you can't do organized events until schools back going again. So how do you have a how do you salvage a season? You, you can't. Yeah. No. Uh, that's no. That's
1: a great point. And again, it's. It's just a really, really tough situation. And I, I mean with baseball, feel, there's a lot kids. of those
2: kids that do like American Legion and things like that. Yeah. So still be able to to play a little but bit. But seniors are done. But yeah, it's it's different. Yeah. I feel bad.
1: All right, we gotta take a break. Coming back. We'll wrap it up here on the Full Court Press. Eric Franson there. I'm AJ Salveson. 1069 FM 1390 AM the Fan Fan. The Aggies,
0: the Jazz, the high schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio. 1069 FM 1390 AM The Fan.
1: Eric France and LJ Salveson here wrapping up a show. The Full Court Press here on a Monday after the weekend. Hope you had a great weekend. Hope you've had an even better Monday. Don't forget, tomorrow night we'll have Coach R, the newly minted USC women's basketball coach, will join us at 5.05 here on the Full Court Press. If you're looking for Coach Frank Malley, his interview is now posted on our podcast. That's right, Eric. I was able to do a show and post our podcast at the same time. You're amazing. I'm getting there.
2: And you, uh, you were spinning around and doing like, gymnastics tricks I over there i did
1: do one handstand and i hit the table with my knee and i'm not ever doing that again and
2: order dinner and for later yeah by the way at a local restaurant <laughs> yes And hey, kudos to all those that are putting uh, the signs on the restaurants We are still open for takeout and delivery it's awesome do can't support can't stress this more support your local businesses now more than ever
1: for, for coach rank from Ale, eric france and i'm abj savelson you've listened to an additional full quarter press good night everybody